Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Women podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Women podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Hi again, I'm sure many of you who follow long distance triathlon are familiar with the name Dr. Amanda Stevens. Amanda is an Ironman and 70.3 champion. She finished in the top 10 in Kona and is one of the original super swimmers in our sport. She's someone I really admired and enjoyed racing during the early years of my professional career. Amanda retired from professional racing a few years ago and now practices medicine in Oklahoma City. I reached out to Amanda as a healthcare professional, accomplished endurance athlete, and coach to learn more about her current daily life and to see if she could offer any advice for how non-essential worker endurance athletes, like myself, can help people like her. As always, thank you to the Iron Woman podcast sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, and Form Swim Goggles, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes, or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Now, here is my conversation with Dr. Amanda Stevens-Sadler. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Iron Women Podcast. Hey, Haley. Thanks for having me. It's uh, quite an honor. I've been following you guys the last couple of years. Well, it is our honor to have you on today. And so many of our listeners will probably recognize your name as an Ironman champion, super swimmer. And some of them probably even knew that you were a doctor while you were racing triathlon professionally. But can you give us a quick introduction of yourself and an update on your life right now? Yes. So a lot of people probably did know me as Stevens. Um, I just kind of kept that name. I've been married to my husband now. We're on 10 years, but now I'm known as Dr. Sadler um, as I'm practicing. So we kind of made that that shift and change. Yeah. Race triathlon for almost 15 years and then um, decided I'm back in medicine now. I'm practicing as a family medicine physician. And then next year I'm doing um, some specialty training and a fellowship uh, for sports medicine specifically. And then I'm also um, in in the midst of doing a fellowship for functional medicine, um, which is a lot of um, kind of integrative medicine. It's looking at medicine through a different lens, um, does a lot of preventive things, looks at supplements, and just looks kind of at like the total person. So a lot of things that just coincide with wellness and sports medicine. And then other than that, um, since I've been racing triathlon, Randy and I were back in Oklahoma and we've got two kiddos. So we have a two and a half year old, her name's Awita Joe, and then we have our newest kid that's just four months and her name's Malia Ann, and they are the best sisters ever and just the love of our life. And so we're having fun being parents. Well, we, we love to catch up with you and hear what you're doing now. And we understand, I mean, the medical world, the healthcare world is a little bit different right now than how it probably was even just a few months ago. What are you doing right now? Are you working directly with any COVID-19 patients? So we're working, our clinic is still open. We have switched to a lot of telemedicine. So initially we started doing telephone encounters. I did my first video encounters today. 
where, you know, it's basically just like a FaceTime encounter and I can have patients do as much as a physical exam through their phone. One of those patients, I did um, an evaluation and sent them to get COVID testing. And so, you know, we're trying to reduce risk, not only to all of our healthcare workers, but also to all of our patients. So minimizing face-to-face encounters. But I, yeah, in clinic this afternoon, I still had three patients that came in um, just this afternoon that I just got done seeing. Um, So the ones that we still need to see, we are seeing. And I think it's when this initially happened, like there's just, there's so much information and all you hear is COVID, coronavirus, this and that, but our still everyday medicine life is going on. Like all the patients we used to see every day still need care. So we're just trying to provide that in the best manner, whether that's telephone, video, or in person. And then I also work in the hospital. Our hospital is just in a little bit of preparation mode right now. And we've sent several tests out and we have had a couple positives that we've gotten back. Are you doing anything different when you do work with a patient face-to-face to keep yourself and your family healthy. So you've probably heard there's a shortage of PPE, which stands for personal protective equipment. And that includes face mask, eyewear. There's all different type of mask, which in our medical education, we're not talking about. I'm more well-versed than I've ever been in different types of masks now. A couple of weeks ago, when I started getting information, I've been following this for quite a while. You know, I've just got some people in other countries that I've been in touch with and it was kind of the same there. They're like, you know, we didn't think it was going to be anything. It wasn't going to happen to us. And it's like one day everything was normal and the next day it wasn't. So I kind of started to do some preparations for that. And kind of in our clinic, I'm also what's called a wellness resident. And so I kind of take care of the wellness and mental health of a lot of our, um, our resident physicians. And so part of my mission in that was, I was like, it's just kind of like your race gear when you're out on the race course, you want to be confident what you're what you have. And so if you're not confident walking in and don't feel protected, you know, you're not providing your best care. And so have just really tried to um, get protective equipment for us as best we can in the current situation. Um, And so definitely I used to, when it was indicated, I would wear a mask, always wash my hands, but have never really worn eyewear unless it was needed. But now, you know, I'm wearing a mask all the time. We get one mask per day of just a regular surgical mask. Um, We do have some of the, if you've heard of N95 masks that we do have available to us, um, those are kind of for special situations and we're conserving those as much as we can. And then I actually reached out to both Rudy Project and Oakley, both companies I worked with prior. I've gotten some from Rudy Project so far, so we just got some clear transparent lenses so they're not disposable. We can again conserve. And so I've had those on ever since I received them. And then Oakley's getting us some sent out as well too. So super appreciative to a lot of people that have kind of chipped in and helped with that regard. So I think that's probably the biggest change. And then I used to feel like I wash my hands a lot, but all I do is I constantly wash my hands. And I think we're just hyper vigilant about it now. You know, I'll do something and then I'm touching something within 10 seconds. I'm like, do I need to wash my hands again? You know, so it's, it's trying to find a balance between protecting myself, protecting patients, but also not going completely crazy. That's so cool to hear about those former sponsors stepping up and helping you in this new realm of your life. That's probably one of the coolest stories I've heard recently. I believe you do still coach a few endurance athletes. So as a healthcare professional, accomplished athlete and a coach, what training advice are you giving to your athletes right now? So yeah, I've got quite a few athletes. You know, Ironman was going to be in Tulsa this year, which is just about an hour and a half from here. So I was coaching quite a few athletes. I'd say the majority of my athletes were getting ready for that. That was a disappointment. I think that was just announced all the days are blurred together. So 
this could be wrong, but I, it was maybe like a week ago that they officially announced that. Um, I think we knew it was coming. Given that my coaching, my model of coaching, you know, I had several coaches throughout my career. I kind of feel like I was able to pick what worked best with each of them. And I have really learned from them. But my the last two years of my career, I really focused on heart rate training, really just um, being metabolic efficient, which just is a lot of aerobic training, um, lower intensity and longer. With that, the way that that model of coaching is, is it really focuses on health first and fitness second. And I had just learned through my career that you could be extremely fit, but not be healthy. And so my goal, probably with my healthcare background, and then also my history is I want my athletes to be healthy first, and then build absolutely as much fitness as we can. Um, And so With that, I didn't have to change training too much with them. We don't do a lot of high-intensity workouts anyways, and if we do, they're very just short burst with a lot of recovery, like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, just very short pickups, more just for some neuromuscular activation. The only big change that I've made is we're not going as long just because the longer workouts you do, even at a low heart rate, your immune system can take a hit. So to me, we don't have any races anywhere near on the radar, you know, take a step back, really enjoy, make sure we're as healthy as can be, not only to hopefully prevent getting, you know, coronavirus, but any other illnesses. And then, you know, if they do get any illnesses, especially if they, you know, get COVID, then, you know, hopefully we're minimizing the impact that that has on them. For those of us who who are non-essential workers right now, we aren't in the healthcare industry. We're not working at a grocery store. We're podcasters and professional athletes. What can we be doing right now to help you and the other healthcare workers in our communities? Absolutely essential to stay at home. That is helping tremendously. And that's the big thing to get across. And so, yes, as a podcaster, you can get this out to the public. That's absolutely awesome stay at home. It's vitally important. We're not so scared of the virus. Yes, we have critical patients at a higher level than a lot of other viruses that we're used to, but it's the fact that the virus is so contagious and it rapidly spreads. Um, So when it gets to a community, everybody kind of gets the critical symptoms at the same time, which is overwhelming the healthcare system. And so when you look at that, uh, some things we're doing in our hospitals is we're trying to have a lot of open rooms now. Usually our hospital's full. We're what's called at capacity. We're not at capacity now expecting a surge because we're going to need those beds. We're going to need those healthcare workers um, to come in. And so, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I still have regular clinic patients. I still have regular medicine that's going on. If somebody has a heart attack, if heaven forbid an athlete, you know, is out on their bike and gets hit and needs trauma service, we need rooms, we need healthcare workers um, to be able to take care of them. And so that's what staying at home does is it minimizes kind of the rapidness of a whole community going down at one time and overwhelming the system. And then it is, it's just, it's, it's very contagious, um, more so than a flu. Um, so we have all these different numbers and calculations. Um, and so kind of right now, the number is every person that has it has the chance of infecting two people. And so it, it doubles very, very quickly. And then what we're also seeing is the majority of people, you know, they are, that's just going to be a viral illness. I've heard it's a little bit more intense than a flu, but of those that go critical, I have not experienced this myself, but colleagues I've talked to one second, they're fine. And within minutes, they've deteriorated into what we call um, acute respiratory distress syndrome. Again, that's why we need all of our resources available to take care of them. 
You've posted some short videos on your Instagram page answering questions related to COVID-19. Can you tell our listeners where to find those videos and how they can submit a question? So I've got both on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not that tech savvy, so they're not actually linked. So I'm trying to make sure they go both get posted in both places. But on Instagram, it's Doc, D-O-C, Amanda Stevens, and it's S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Um, and then my Facebook page is just under Amanda Stevens dash Sadler. And then in parentheses, it's doc doc. Um, so you can find me with either one and then you can either direct message me or in comments, um, to any of my posts on either place, just submit any questions. I'm trying to get to those as much as I can right now. We're in a little bit of a waiting phase, just kind of waiting for our surge here. So I've got a little bit of time now. Um, you know, when things pick up, I might not be able to do those quite as frequently, but I'll try and try to do my best. Well, we appreciate everything you're doing uh, in your day-to-day life and then also online, getting um, the information out there. And we'll be sure to link to both that Instagram and Facebook page in our show notes. So our listeners, if they do have questions for you, they can, they can put them out there. And if you have the time, you have the time. It's a great resource. But thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Just one more thing I wanted to add. I think keeping healthy and keeping your immune system is super important. Um, Just watch. I'm going to have some videos on just some different um, supplements that you can take to do that. But the absolute biggest thing you can do is to sleep. Um, I think as athletes, we know that's vitally important um, to recovery. So it's the same thing with our immune system. Um, So minimum seven hours that you want to be getting um, has shown not specifically with coronavirus because we just don't have data and it's so new. But, you know, when we look at the flu, people that get less than seven hours of sleep have symptoms, longer duration, more severe, and are more likely um, to actually get the infection in the first place. So I just encourage everyone to sleep. This is a great time to get do some good sleep hygiene and take care of yourself. So um, you can Google sleep hygiene and get some great tips to do that. And hopefully I'll have a video on that out soon as well. Sleep, stay home, and back off the training volume. Those are the doctor's orders, and they sound pretty simple to me. Thank you to Dr. Amanda Stevens-Sadler for coming on the show and sharing her unique perspective as a former world-class professional triathlete and current frontline fighter in the battle against the novel coronavirus. We have a ton of appreciation for Amanda and all our healthcare and essential workers and their families. This has been Haley Chura with another Iron Woman podcast mini episode. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, like, and comment on iTunes. My favorite podcast hosts are Alyssa Gadeski and Haley Chura. My favorite editor is Aaron Hamilton. The Iron Women Podcast is a live feisty media production.